the fact is this, 90% of diets don't work. Yeah. 90%. And no one ever talks about that, right? They talk about like there's like the six – every single commercial for a diet down at the bottom – like, what does it say? Like, res- these results are not, not normal, typical. not typical, right? right? Like, like, thanks. Why don't you like show me a never commercial? fucking happens. <laughs> right. But we're going to show you this every hour on the right. hour. How about you, you think it's show you? me a commercial <laughs> with the typical results? Exactly. Like, and I, I get it. You're trying to motivate people. But what if you motivated people with things well, they that couldn't. are realistic? They couldn't. Because what the you- typical results are failure. Right. Right. So then you create this, like, very strange shame cycle where right. – you know, you you then you've like tricked yourself into being like, well, I know what I'm supposed to do because they've showed me this thing that I'm supposed to trick myself into doing this thing and then it doesn't work. So obviously the problem is me and you've created this like shame cycle that. So that's why we're here. Yeah. Because we're talking about it. Because like when Marie Osmond stands there in her like skin tight jeans and tells me about whatever diet she does. Like I just it's it's comical to me now. It's like a fucking Saturday Night Live skit. Like really, you're gonna try to tell me what to do? Like I know you're full of shit. Right. I got you. I got it's- your number, lady. You have found the place to be. This is the Self Love Peddler Show. I'm Sophie McCallum, your personal self love peddler. Please leave the single narrative, airbrushed beauty bot images you have been forced fed at the door. Here we examine our relationship with our bodies and the many shapes and nuances our bodies have. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Welcome to the journey. Hi. We are here with Lauren Schwarzfeld today, who is the best-selling author of Unboxed Essays on Learning to Trust Myself So I Could Stop Doing the Things I Hate, as well as a life coach. So thank you for being here, Lauren. I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Can you tell me more about your book? Yeah. So the book is a series of essays um, really about me navigating through various aspects of life from early career, motherhood, relationships, sort of reiterations of career, friendships, aging, um, and realizing that I didn't really like the way I was supposed to do it, um, making a lot of assumptions about how I was supposed to do things, fighting against it for a long time, and then kind of wrapping my head around this idea that I didn't necessarily have to do it the way I guess I thought I was supposed to and sort of navigating that journey of of realizing that I could kind of rewrite my own rules and I didn't necessarily have to be miserable. I didn't I didn't necessarily have to do it in this very rebellious way. I guess that I sort of assumed I guess I sort of assumed it was like you take it as this box. Mm-hmm. Here's motherhood. Unpack it. You have to take all of the components as they are. Um, here's career. Open up this box. Here are all of the components. Take it as it is. Here's marriage. Take it. All of these components exactly as they are. And I kept jumping from like box to box, assuming that these were all of the things and they just sort of were what they were. Um, 
and this process of sort of unboxing these assumptions led me to this place of being able to sort of recreate what I actually wanted them to be, rediscovering what I wanted them to be, how I could recraft them in ways that really fit, as opposed to sort of just kind of pushing against like these societal norms and being like, no, I don't want to do it like that. And just sort of saying no to everything. It felt rebellious at the time. It felt like, I don't want to be in the PTA. I don't want to go to school meetings. I don't want to do this. And and just sort of saying no because it was the only thing I felt like I could say um, and realizing that like there were aspects of it that I really did like, but also that if I if I reframed it in a way that felt really authentic to me, I could do it. I could do it and really enjoy it. I could stop doing the things that I hated. I could make motherhood, career, marriage, all of these things into something that felt really authentic and really perfect for me. You know what the image that comes to mind is? Like when we were kids, I I don't ever remember getting like a Lego set that told me what I had to make. Like nowadays, Lego sells like the sets. Right. And like, so you're going to make a Death Star if you spend like $400 or you're going to make like, you're going to make like whatever the box says. Whereas like when I was little, you just got a box of Lego. Right. And you built like your Lego thing. I always built houses. That's what I built. So like, it's kind of like you're choosing what you're doing with everything that's in this box rather than doing what the instructions say. Exactly. And so I, I felt like for a long time, I kept getting this Lego box. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is the Lego box that you get when you're married. And so I'm supposed to put it together like that. But like, that's not really what I want my Lego set to look like. And so realizing that you can just take all of these pieces and put them together and build something that's actually really cool and looks like exactly what you want it to look like. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's sort that's what the book is. It's all of these, these different aspects of, of life and kind of navigating them as I go, as I go through them. Very cool. Well, it's also, it sounds a lot like intention, you know, like really understanding what your intention is, is like, it's the map, right? It's like, it's your, your, since you don't get your Lego book of directions, like your intentions become that book. Like exactly. What's your finished product? Work backwards from there. Very yeah. cool. Well, I look forward to checking it out. Thank you. And um, I want to talk about your body, bodies, women, bodies, our body. Um, it's a big subject and one that I never tire of dis- tire of discussing. Um, but what has been the biggest struggle that you've had when it comes to loving your body? You know, I think I think it all sort of goes hand in hand with what I just said, sort of this, this idea that there's like a right way to be, to be, there's this idea of like, what you're supposed to look like, how you're supposed to feed your body, how you're supposed to dress your body. And, and I think that the, I think the diet industry has really done a number on us in terms of, in terms of like the way it's, created this disconnect between what we feel and what we think we're supposed to feel. Um, I th- I think it translates into all aspects of life and there's so many different, there's so many parallels between a relationship with 
food and diet and our bodies and every other aspect of life. Hmm. So we, there's like these tips and tricks and like you think you're hungry, but maybe you're just thirsty or you think you're hungry, but maybe you should go and do this thing or you think you're hungry. All of these things that have gotten us to be like, you think you're feeling this physical thing within your body. But maybe you're not. Yeah, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe <laughs> you shouldn't trust that physical feeling mm-hmm. that then manifests itself into like, well, if I don't, if I shouldn't be trusting and believing this physical thing I'm feeling, should I trust and believe all of these emotional things I'm feeling? Like, I think I'm sad in this instant, but really, am I? Am I feeling something different? Like, am I just? Do I just need to go take a walk? Do I just need to drink a glass of water? Like. It's. I think. It, I think the way we've become disconnected from the physical aspects of our body have really translated into a lot of the emotional disconnect that we feel with our body. And, and I think un, once we start to sort of understand, like, you know, you can be hungry two hours after you eat food, and that's okay. You can eat a really big meal on Monday night and Tuesday morning. You can still want to eat breakfast. Like you can drink a glass of water and still be hungry. Like once we start to wrap our heads around, you don't need tips and tricks to outsmart the feelings, the physical feelings you're having about your body. Like start to trust the physical things you're feeling. You can also start to trust and believe the emotional things mm-hmm. that are happening in your body. I think it it starts to change the way you exist within your body as not this thing that you're like fighting against or trying to outsmart or trying to, you know, trick into submission, but really coexist within. Trust. In like a nice, respectful, trusting, loving yeah. way. I am thrilled to introduce you to my newest course, Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love. Your love centers are your main areas in your life in which you put energy. Our goal together is to encompass these centers with conscious, compassionate self-love so that this boundless and self-expanding love can grow into the life we have always known we were meant to live. Someone once asked me, what are you waiting for? This one question sparked the light in my soul. At the time, I was living unconsciously, without intention, without awareness, without love and balance. Bringing conscious, compassionate self-love to our centers helps us identify where we're placing our energy and where we want or need fulfillment. Now I ask you, what are you waiting for? Join me inside of Mastering Your Love Centers through conscious, compassionate self-love. I love that you talk about like intuition and trust and listening to yourself. And I all the time talk about the diet industry, fashion, beauty, um, well, some well-intended wellness folks. Um, And like, let's just take the diet industry for starts. Like the fact is this, 90% of diets don't work. Yeah. 90%. And no one ever talks about that, right? They talk about like there's like the six, every single commercial for a diet down at the bottom, 
Like, what does it say? Like, res- these results are not, not normal, typical. not typical, right? right? Like, like, thanks. Why don't you like show me? This never a fucking happens. <laughs> right. But we're going to show you this every hour on the right. hour. How about you, you think it's show you. me a commercial <laughs> with the typical results? Exactly. Like, and I, I get it. You're trying to motivate people, but what if you motivated people with things? Well, they that couldn't. are realistic. They couldn't because the you... typical results are failure. Right. Right. So then you create this like very strange shame cycle where. Right. You know, you you then you've like tricked yourself into being like, well, I know what I'm supposed to do because they've showed me this thing that I'm supposed to trick myself into doing this thing and then it doesn't work. So obviously the problem is me and you've created this like shame cycle that. So that's why we're here. Yeah. Because we're talking about it. Because like when Marie Osmond stands there in her like skin tight jeans and tells me about whatever diet she does. Like I just, it's it's comical to me now. It's like a fucking Saturday Night Live skit. Like really, you're gonna try to tell me what to do? Like, I know you're full of shit. Right. I got you. I it's, got your number, lady. Yeah. And it's it's you know. It's all Oprah about with her money. wagon of fad. It's just it's yeah. all. I feel like anyone under the age of like 35 doesn't maybe doesn't <laughs> know what that. <laughs> That's is. all right. I do. <laughs> yeah, and it's. It's also, um, you know, the beauty industry and fashion. Again, it's it's like, what does it say? Like, in, I love the movie Elf. I actually won a Elf. I came in second place in a Elf trivia competition. Um, first place was a bottle of wine, and I don't drink, so I was Perfect. very happy with Excellent. second. But when when the fake Santa comes to the mall and Elf goes, "You sit on a throne of lies," <laughs> like that's how I feel about all those industries. Like, like you, the women. Like when you see how they Photoshop all that stuff, like it's it do like these women that fit these standards exist and like, yes, a handful and fine. Good for you. That's great. That's not me. And I want to be me. And I want you to want to be you. And I want to celebrate all these people that we women are and these different things that we bring to the table and embracing the full self. But like the diet industry, wrong, 90% doesn't work, results not typical, typical results are failure. Fashion and beauty, wrong, what you're seeing doesn't exist, it's generated by computers. Like, these are the dialogues that are happening more and more, and it's, those industries are never going to stop because they're making bank. So much money. And, you know, it's funny because one of the things that I talk about in my book is, is there's this disconnect between understanding the difference between what's real and what's not real. And and there's ways to like look at stuff on TV and be like, that is obviously not real. And yet you can still create this very real emotions about things that you know are not real. Like I use, I use Grey's Anatomy as an example in my book. Um, like I'm sad that Mark Sloan and Lexi are not together. I don't know if you watch Grey's Anatomy. I don't, but that's okay. Anyway. I'll go with it. So their characters on a TV show, they both died. They did not live happily ever after. It makes me sad. And also, I know it's a TV show. It is very obvious that, that that's not a thing I should have emotions about. When you start looking at social media, it becomes much more difficult mm. to decipher what's real and what's not. What's photoshopped and what's not? What's reality and what's not? And it, and when you start to create emotions around the things that you're seeing, when you start to create feelings around like 
maybe I'm supposed to be like that. Maybe I'm supposed to do it like this. Maybe that's what my body's supposed to be like. Maybe I'm not supposed to have pores on my face and my legs aren't supposed to look like that. Everything gets real muddled when you're looking at this thing that's, I'm air quoting, though no one except you can see it. <laughs> Things start to get really muddled when it's reality, but it's not. It's social media. Like, what is it? And and so, and so it's hard to decipher, like, are these real feelings? Are these not real feelings? Are those real thighs? Are they not real thighs? Like, does she have pores? Doesn't she? And so... And so as as social media becomes, you know, you don't even have to pay for advertising anymore. You just have people talking about these things on social media and and out there on the internet in ways where it's so in your face and it's so hard to know, like, what am I even looking at? Like, where is the line between reality and Instagram filters or, you know, where things are. And so it creates this place of like, how am I supposed to be? Well, it's it creates a challenge, right? It's hard. (laughs) Yes. And where there is challenge, there is opportunity. Yes. So what's the opportunity? So I think, I mean, I know for me, like I am, I love, so we were talking before we came on it, before we started recording about The Real Housewives. And I will say, Bethany Frankel, who was New York, um, she posts on Instagram her filtered and unfiltered pictures. She almost never, without posting a side-by-side, like she doesn't typically use filters. She doesn't post filtered pictures of herself unless she's doing like a, this is what my filtered picture would look like. Right. Um, Like she doesn't just like post a picture of herself filtered. And so... I think the more we can get people to call out the bullshit of that, I think is really helpful. I um, have started gravitating towards the people that I listen to, the people that I follow. There's some podcasts that I listen to. I read the book The Fuck It Diet a couple years ago. I've never heard of Caroline that. Caroline Dooner. It's, really, it's a really great way to sort of shift your idea and reframe reframe sort of how you think about the diet industry and um and what what the ideas around food restriction can do to you from a mental emotional physical way um also the podcast maintenance phase have you ever heard that it's so good it's um Aubrey Gordon and Michael Hobbs they are they're quite possibly two of the funniest people I've ever heard. And they're also like ridiculously smart. Um, but that's really about like all of this just very inherent um anti-fat bias that mm-hmm. we have in this country and how, you know, they said um on an episode I listened to a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, I don't know, I tend to binge listen to them. They said something like what are the beliefs we have that are so inherent you don't actually need any evidence to believe that they're true? Mm. Which when you think about like the diet industry, the beauty industry, the way that type of information sort of comes at us, it's so easy to be like, well, I'm just doing this very healthy thing because of X, Y, and Z. We don't necessarily need data because so much of it is just in our face. It's so... 
it's so heavily, I don't know, it's just so heavily there and it's assumed. conscious, subconscious, like the number of images that you are yes. hit with every day, especially in a place. I mean, it's if I was, if we were like in the, in Maine, like maybe not, but like my 10 block walk to work every day. Right. And especially now that every billboard is like electronic and constantly shifting and changing, it's like you don't even have time to process. You don't even know what you're looking at. No. Like time to process. Like I know when I was little, um, little teenager, I got like some like, I don't know if it was a fashion 17 or something like that. And um, I think I had like literally one experience with a magazine like that. And I was like, this makes me feel really shitty. It helped that I was like super goth. So like I didn't really want tips on lip gloss. I wanted black lipstick. So that was like clearly like we don't align. Like was very obvious. Put it down. Don't look at it. Um, But as you say, the lines are blurred now. But I will say on like just to to get to some positive stuff that um, you know I lived under a rock for many years um, as a full time mother and then as a woman getting sober. Like I really had to just like like kind of hibernate in my own world for a while until it was like safe for me to go back outside. So I got off of social media. I didn't go near it. And now start with the self-love peddler. I have, I'm like in it now. I'm really in it. And I am very pleased when I go on Instagram at what I am bombarded by. Like totally. anything, you get what you give. Like the the positivity, the good stuff on on social media, if you look for it. Absolutely. I will say in the last five years, I think there's been a drastic shift of what's available. Mm -hmm. I think there's still like total garbage out there if that's what you're looking for. But right, you get what you give. And I think it's – I think it's – I think a lot of it can be heavily targeted, which I think is unfortunate and that's probably a conversation for another day. But yes, I actively seek out people who – I align with who don't make me feel bad about myself. And there's so there is tons of good stuff out there. Yeah. And keep in mind, I'm approaching social media strictly for business. Like I'm not really like I post I posted my son's high school graduation once and someone was like, How does it feel to be outperformed by your son? Because he instantly got all these hits that I wasn't getting. But it felt great to be outperformed by my son. I'm super proud of him. <laughs> But I, I'm not posting like my kid's first day of school or like like it's really just business and I have a business like seeped in self-love. So what I'm getting back is, of course, like beautiful. Yes. Um, but it is it, – it, it gives me hope. And as you say, for us to have conversations like this, for us to bring awareness to this 90% failure rate of what we're aspiring to control us and how all of that stuff makes us think and feel is so important because like awareness is like step one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And just knowing that there are people who you can have these conversations with and knowing that there is an audience for this and there are really, really big accounts. Um, I don't know if you follow um, the Bird's Papaya, Sarah mm-hmm. Landry. I mean, to have someone who has a platform like that, who is so open about about her struggles, about the pushback that she gets about the things that she posts, mm-hmm. I mean, is just is so I hope it's an indication of like where we are, because it's so different than like where we were in the 90s. And, you know, when you needed a bikini wax to wear your like uber low cut jeans like <laughs> we've come very far and i 
feel like we're in a much better place now. Yeah, me too. Um, well, it's because of conversations like this. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come in and um, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. You too. Thanks. <laughs> If you are craving to go deeper on your self-love and body love journey, please join me inside my private Facebook group, The Self-Love Shack. We meet once a week to continue our discussions and go deeper. You can also check out my self-love courses and coaching options at selflovepeddler.com. Follow the link in the show description for more details. I leave you with this. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Sending you peace.